I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bijou Podcasts. You're like a stereotypical bloke like that. You do like Am to I? go to the loo for a bit of quiet time and a bit of, ben, a, bit of a scroll. Ben, I have been constipated since I've been trying to fall pregnant. <laughs> I have been in a state of constipation the entire fucking time. Yeah. Okay. And also I have gluten issues, so don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of Couple Goals. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Ben Jenkins. Hello. We are um, <laughs> bongos, <laughs> a couple, <laughs> uh, tracking our fertility treatment. That's what this season is about, a TTC mm. season, trying to conceive. Three-letter and acronyms all over the place. Oh, my God, shocking. I'll put the article I wrote in show notes for uh, 10 Daily about um, – it's like a glossary for these ridiculous acronyms. Mm. I really don't understand how – TTC, like putting it in acronyms, changes your experience from typing out trying to conceive. I know, I know. It's just the whole world has become shorthand. Everybody wants everything done quicker, but faster. I think I think try like fertility and pregnancy. I don't think it's just fertility uh, or infertility. Pregnancy, I think, also has all of this. Yeah, that real nineties online forum vibe where that's that's where it started not like brb like be right back this (laughs) new text wave yeah it was this old older kind of forum conversation like like the first kind of internet lingo if that makes sense and i think because there were heaps of mummy bloggers at that time or not even mummy bloggers but pregnancy forums and the like the biggest forums i believe when the internet took off were Mums, mm. because they were going, oh my god, there's a way to connect with other mums from my house. Yeah, so that's where this weird lingo started. Yeah, so do you think that's what it is? It's like they had their own little language. That's what it was. They were speaking another well, language. It wasn't really about shorthand because when you think about it, like, oh, like a code kind yeah, of. Well, yeah, just like a bit of a click. Um, Maybe because when you think about it, you know, it's a bit counterintuitive um, trying to come up with three-letter anacronyms for everything. Um, when really at the heart of trying to get pregnant and, or trying to conceive is about patience and sitting back. and <laughs> Yeah, I, well, not for everyone. And it is interesting. There's a couple of things that we want to talk about on today's episode. The, the full episode is really based around uh, essentially ways to support each other as a couple through fertility treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big highlights of that for us that we want to put a bit of a focus on or an asterisk next to is knowing when to take breaks. Yeah. Um, because I think uh, subconsciously that was the biggest thing we ended up being able to do for each other. Mm. Actually, I, I want to tell a story about that moment, but I've got to remember it because I, I'm not sure if I want to talk about how we were on the ABC mm. recently or maybe we'll do all that stuff at the end. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Because we've started to do a fair bit of media about our fertility journey and I feel like it'd be mm. random if we didn't actually address any Mention. of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, today's episode is really about, I suppose, breaking down the different parts of this journey and – and trying to find ways to best cope with it with each other. Yeah. Um, and I remember a conversation that we had. I think I might have been on the toilet, which is often what's happening when we're talking on the phone during the day. That and you're not you're not really aware of that. Me. Yeah. But it's, I, where, it's where you do your best thinking. Where you do your best well, work. Well, I will talk on the phone there because I'll like step away from my desk because I work from home. Or, Take a break and have a wee. And yeah. A bit and, of a phone call and talk to the person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or I'll have my phone on the toilet with me, and then you'll call, <laughs> which is happens all the time. Yeah, but you I do. Just, I don't tell you. You're like a you're like a stereotypical bloke like that. You do like Am to I? go to the loo for a bit of quiet time and a bit of ben, a bit of a scroll. Ben, 
I have been constipated since I've been trying to fall pregnant. <laughs> I have been in a state of constipation the entire fucking time. Yeah. Okay. And also I have gluten issues, so don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. I do not wish to be in the toilet for that long. I just I pray know. to dear God that something's going to move through. I'm just talking about, you know, one from the other side of the door. It's like would be like a stereotypical dude in but, there. You just got you your paper. You have a bit of a read, bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of a time out. Yeah, but you don't walk in there and it doesn't smell like a dad. No, thank you. It's very true. Yeah, so there are differences. There's no. It doesn't smell like anything because nothing happened. No, it smells like perfume, doesn't it? That's Isn't that what p- happens? It's, so, oh, it's perfume. No, but you know what I mean. I'm a lady. Yeah. No, no, gross. <laughs> I shit. I just, just sometimes takes me a while to get there. Keeping it real. Well, I'm sorry, but women poo. True. Yes. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. So I was sitting on the toilet this one day and I don't know if it was, I think this was the second pre, pre-break part two because mm-hmm. we did have another break. But I remember having our third IUI. Mm-hmm. I think it was our third. Could have been our second. Probably the third. And I remember it just, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd come home and realise it was negative because I think the second or third I, I did a negative test in Melbourne. So we were away from each other and that mm. was a really bad decision. Um, so we've learnt so much as we went along. But I remember that doing the test when I wasn't with you made you very upset. Mm. And I, I think it was the second. It was, was it? yeah. So, so, that, yeah. so that was what happened with the second IUI. So there mm. was a bit of drama around that negative test because I, I just kind of got to a point where I was going to head out for dinner and I really wanted a glass of red wine. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of sensed that I wasn't pregnant. Mm. But again, this was my second IUI. I'd had one IUI before and I had been pregnant that time. So I kind of knew what it felt like to be pregnant. Well, I did. And I knew that my gut changed. I definitely mm. knew that I felt different in my gut. But I also didn't know because it was only a second time. So I was like, how do I know for sure? But there was something in me that was saying, you're not. And I pulled over at a, um, the area that I grew up in, actually. Went to a supermarket around there that I knew very well from back in the day mm. in Mooney Ponds in Melbourne. Yeah. And pulled in, got a, a heap of pregnancy tests, went to the toilet in this supermarket shopping centre, peed on the test, called you, and it was negative. Yeah. Put the test in the tampon bit, walked out and had two big glasses of red wine. Because mm. I felt so sick to fucking death of putting my life on hold and not that red wine was my life but I was in Melbourne with friends I was going out for dinner and I just if I wasn't going to be pregnant I just wanted to have some normality around yeah, it yeah well I think that's that's one thing there it's like you know trusting your gut trusting your instincts if that's what it's telling you it's like if it's telling you you need a break then you need a break forcing yourself to go and have another attempt probably isn't going to be very fruitful in any situation no like but that. we did have another attempt after that yeah 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 point of my story was more about the fact that you were upset Mm. and that we had to learn the hard way Mm. that we needed to make those decisions or at least have those outcomes happen together yeah which you didn't know at the time no 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 so we didn't do that again and and that's what i mean this episode's about supporting each other and trying to find ways as we go Mm. in learning and listening yeah. to what the other person needs. Yeah. And I really found that frustrating that you kind of didn't want me to do it um, because I was like, it's I'm the one that's affected, but actually mm. that's bullshit. Mm. You were affected by that just as much. Yeah. And you were here at home by yourself, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah. So then the third time it didn't work and back to the toilet. <laughs> and I remember you saying to me, I remember you just saying to me really clearly, I don't even know, I can't even put into words. I don't know if you remember. So if you do remember, pick up the conversation. But I, you were saying to me that really at the end of the day, it's you and me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're not good and I'm not good, we're not good. Yeah. And if you're not good, we won't be able to have a baby. No, that's right. If you aren't good and this isn't working and this is making you feel shit, mm-hmm. We need to have a rest. Absolutely. Yeah, I do remember that. It's kind of what I was getting at just before. Is if you're in the situation... What must have been building. Yeah. If you're in that situation where you're thinking, I need to take a break, I want to be doing these things, I'm missing out on all this stuff, 
um, even though you know full well that you you still do want to have a baby, but the pressure of doing that is immense at times, and you need to let that valve release valve off because if you don't, then it's just going to build and build and build, and it's going to come out somewhere, and that's you know, going to come out internally, whether that comes out internally and that's going to prevent you from actually conceiving the baby. Um, it is true that you need to be somewhat kind of relaxed in some way, shape or form. I know Even that's, though we hate it. Yeah. yeah, even hate, we do hate that terminology mm. and, and people saying that to you, just relax, <laughs> just relax, just go on holiday, just have some fun <laughs> and you'll have a baby, you'll get pregnant and it'll just happen. Um, sorry, um, that was a little bit passive. Uh, but even though we do hate that, there is a there is some truth in it that yeah. you do have to be somewhat It's relaxed. one factor. I think mm. when people make make it out like it's the factor is when you get frustrated mm, it's mm. one factor in the picture well i think what, what people get i think what people get frustrated at in that situation is that it's just a bit of a cop out yeah it it's, a, it's cop out advice it's someone also not really giving you full empathy of the yeah, situation yeah. yeah i'm giving i'm going to give you about an eighth of what i just des- you deserve yeah they're not going to you know look at your situation uniquely and think about what you really need they're going to go oh that's what i say in this situation yeah the it's cop like, out yeah. you know when you've lost a Someone and you're at a funeral, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. That's fair enough in that situation, I guess. But, you know, yeah, I know <laughs> it's one mean. of those cliche things that you say. It's one you grab from the news agency, yeah. one of the yeah. uh, generic cards. Yeah, you kind yeah, of pull yeah. So we did have that moment just before Christmas. And, um, and you know what? It was interesting as you said that and you were saying to me, just looking at you saying to me then in that moment just took me straight back because – what did you say? You said, you know, it's so much pressure. You just need to also be allowed to want to have fun with your friends or yeah. be able to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And even when you were saying that, I completely agree with you, but it it still made me feel guilty yeah. or still made me feel like, but I've taken my eye off the prize or, yeah, but what if we miss, you know, the opportunity for January or for, like, it yeah. still takes me back, you know, because... Oh, you're just so yearning for something and you want to have your eye on the prize so much that taking it off the prize feels like not giving mm-hmm. up, but it does feel like you can't get what you want if you're not actively doing it. Yeah. And what we learned from that process was you actually can't get what you want if you're actively forcing it mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And not that I think people... I'm sure plenty of people get pregnant for like we all are. We're all doing fertility treatment. Yeah. But there's an energy in you when you know in your gut you've had enough. Yeah. And there, there, I think there is an essence where you need a break. Yeah. That's kind of what we're getting at there. That energy doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go nowhere. It goes somewhere. Yeah. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And so we figured out through then January, my cough, that the energy – and, you know, that stress or that, mm. I guess, that tension of me just being so exhausted of it mm. was taking its toll. That yeah. essentially my body was pretty run down by the stress. Mm. And it was really hard for me to admit that my body wasn't like other people's bodies, you know, because for a while we'd had this conversation around male infertility and how it essentially wasn't my body. That mm. I was fertile, I was this, I was that. But what I realized was happening was the stress from our situation was putting a crazy amount of pressure on my body and yeah. also leaning heavily into a bit of depression and yeah. anxiety. And yeah, yeah. and I'm prone to that. So the pressure of it and the tenseness around mm. our uh, situation with, oh, shit, do we move to IVF? We've only got this much sperm. How much sperm mm. did we need? And it continuing not to work um, was also then playing havoc on my adrenals and my kidneys and I couldn't get rid of this cough. Yeah. And so we then decided to have extend that break through to March. Yeah. Which was pretty hard because as much as someone listening to this that's not trying for a baby would think that's only three months, Mm. if you're in the process and you're in the game, in the head game, three months feels like nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah, I agree. I think that that time back then between that, um, that, those attempts there, I think we went back and forth a lot. I think we did. Well, we, I think we almost uh, approached every ovulation with a potential should we. Mm. Is I that think, what you mean? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like uh, after we had that second attempt, and that was when we shifted from and we had our first attempt where we did get pregnant and we had the miscarriage. Um, that was done through the private system. So then we decided to go public. So we did that on the second attempt. But we, we had a pretty big break because we didn't miscarry till probably the middle of last year. Mm. And then we didn't try again till November. But yeah. we got married. We, you know, yeah, we kind of took some time off. So we have had some pretty big breaks in between. Yeah, but I think that, that was where there was a lot of decision-making going on there, whether after that first public attempt where we were like do we go back to private or yeah. do we go again with public yeah so there was a lot of deliberation there before we before we um which caused the anxiety i think as yeah. well yeah. yeah and so and christmas comes in and you're busy and you know you just want to kind of enjoy yourself at the same time yeah. so then we came to january decided not nah, was still not the right time got to february it was the acupuncturist that was like nah i don't reckon you if you can push it don't yeah particularly because we only have minimal sperm so it's like why would you why would you gamble like yeah, yeah. just try and get your body and you know then obviously um we kept waiting until we came up to our latest attempt mm. um and so but that break was great though like when we had christmas and we had all our families together that was amazing and i think that can be looked at as that was a real recharge time you know there was a lot of love around as well as well as a lot of friction uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hosted our first christmas uh, yeah. with three different families my family ben's family and ben's best mate's family yeah, yeah. who were all equally dysfunctional and fucked up and very loving and intense at the same time yeah yeah so it was a fun it was a fun it was a fun time <laughs> it was but it, a it is time. a recharging time like i said there is still a lot of love in the room around christmas it's 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 a great experience it's quite intense for us actually um just sidebar my dad lost his dad on christmas day so mm. our pop died on christmas day so yeah there's this real we have a real camaraderie around Christmas because we have such a big family. If you've listened to my any of my other podcast shows, mm. you'll know that I speak of our like you know table for eighty at Christmas. But also, what has happened in that is that it's turned into a very emotional, intense time. Yeah, yeah. So we all kind of inherited this real. I think everybody gets a bit intense, but in particular, our family tends to get a little bit, yeah, um, yeah emotionally intense. havoc, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we did that and I guess um, you're right. Like I think that was a way for you to support me and give me permission in a situation or I guess a thought process that I, I wouldn't have allowed myself mm. or I don't even know if I could have got to myself without hearing you really speak on behalf of us and be mm. on behalf of me mm. um, because in that moment and in those moments I found it really hard to take my eye off the prize. Mm. Sorry, I was just uh, just slightly distracted. There was like a real. Creaking. It's just my chair. Oh, I couldn't figure out where the creaking was coming from. I was like, huh, what's going on? And I'm not even listening. Sorry. So, in terms of looking out for each other, what have you learned about that, and how have you learned it? Um, I think it definitely comes down to, and I've said this before, like you need to communicate with each other, but. Um, I think you also need to look at your own expectations and know what they are or your own wants and then go, okay, that's what I want, but I need to consider you in that. You need to consider your partner as well. So, What would be an example of that? Well, I think you really do need to pull back at times, especially for the, for the bloke in this situation, is look at your partner and go, okay, this, this stuff weighs heavy. There's, there's a lot of tests. There's a lot of invasive procedures. Um, then if you have a miscarriage or you have uh, a negative result, you need to look at your partner and go, okay, is she ready to go again? You mm. know? Um, and then, so a lot of that. Because, sorry to interrupt, but because like I just pointed out before, we will mm. and probably not always for the better. Mm. Like you will we will, want to go, go, yeah, we will you, go again. You will always want to yeah, go again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then you need to look at that and go, okay, uh, is she ready to go? And then if you think there's, you know, if you think it's not quite right and you could use a break, um, you know, you've got to take yourself out of your shoes and just use true empathy to go, okay, I need to put myself in her shoes. What would she be thinking right now? Does she need a break? And then think, okay, I'm going to put this to her and go, okay, do you think we should wait? I think we should wait. How are you feeling? Just check in make sure that you check in and you communicate. And I think uh, for the guy as well, it's, it's, it's all about doing as much as you can 
for the relationship, all those things, just taking all the added pressures away and letting your partner focus on recovering or building up the strength to to come back and have another go. How did that look for us, like in reality? Well, that can just go for everything. Yeah. You know, I love... (laughs) (laughs) How did I say yeah? I I love laundry. Uh, It's weird, I know. Um, (laughs) So that's, you know, it's not really a burden for me. Um, Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly like you play it out like it's the greatest thing you could give me, but you're a control freak when it comes to laundry, so you (laughs) kind of prefer it. Yeah. So it's doing things like that, doing the laundry, cooking dinner, um, yeah, and I must admit there'd be things like I would be – I had gone through really bad down patches last year and mm. and could just go really up and down with the process. And I work from home, so I have so much – well, I do, you don't have so much time when you work from home. That's kind of a crock of shit and mm. I think you tell yourself you should and you don't because you're still working. But I guess there were times where maybe I was doing, you know – like three or four days a week and had, Mm. you know, like a day here or half a day here where I just had more space and I wouldn't unpack the dishwasher or I wouldn't do things that, you know, one could assume should have been something I should have done. And you never, ever complained. You never, ever pick those times, you know, because I think, and I'm getting emotional thinking about this, but I didn't have the energy because no. I've just so emotionally drained yeah. all the time. And I was so aware that when you would come home, I would think there's dishes in the sink mm. and I would just be too just gutted, mm. you know, inside energy levels and emotions and yeah. where I'm just like, I just hope to dear fucking God he knows that life isn't like this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you did. We've never yeah. even talked about this. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think you know you've got to you've got to realise how physically draining emotional exertion is. Yeah, and on know, each other too. Yeah, and I think guys probably don't realise that as much as girls because as guys we're not a you know genuine genuinely genuinely yeah no, generally oh gen- yeah, yeah. <laughs> generally guys um, as it's emotional true, aren't, aren't yeah. as in touch with their emotions as girls are so they wouldn't realize that that's the case that it is it is incredibly physically exerting exerting emotional energy yeah not uh, to mention the hormones and everything yeah. that is oh, on particularly top if of you're that. on hormones as well like that's yeah. just it's it's driving you up and down and left and right and all around the place you know it's taking control how would you suggest for dudes to understand that in moments where you don't quite get it, but mm. you have to. Like, so say, for example, you did come home and you were like, I can't believe yeah. of all things today, she hasn't had a chance to unpack the dishwasher or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did, what did you pull from when you had to remember that I have emotional kind of baggage mm. on my back? Yeah when you don't didn't exactly experience it the same way as me? I think you have to sit there and say, look, this is not my problem. This is not projected at me. I'm, I'm, you know, so you need to not take it personally because it's not a personal attack. You know, it's a situation where your partner is, is toast, you mm-hmm. know, is, 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 is completely drained. So you need to sit there and go, okay, I need to help her as best I can. Mm. And, you know, for some guys, if they can't get that, just go, okay, well, this is helping me too. You know, we're in this together. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you really need to not take it personally. That's the, that's the key. I think the other thing is to, from supporting each other on that end, is for chicks, it's hard because I was trying to think of like, I never really communicated that, but I think it's, for me, it was trusting that I wasn't a slacko. Mm. So it's kind of our job would be to not make things worse by being harsh on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're harsh on yourself, your relationship's going to come down crumbling with you because mm. you're going to pick a fight. Or So when, I'm, when I am the most uncomfortable with myself is when I'm the most miserable partner. Yeah, yeah. And... So you think that you doing all that extra stuff is going to keep the relationship afloat, but actually one person needs to be 
the not weaker but the one that needs to be cared for more and generally mm. that's going to be the woman whose body is going through everything mm. but the answer for the chick or for if you're in my position where you're the implanter you could be two chicks you're the the person that's going through the physical and mm. the kind of emotional side of it yeah the answer isn't to just get up push yourself and necessarily always unpack the dishwasher the answer is also to just be effing kind to yourself yeah because if you allow to receive some of that, which I did, it's much easier to get through it than it is for you to resent it or get really tired and do things and then have a fight or have a snap. Mm. Because even when I would try and maybe push myself to do things where I kind of was just exhausted, I would then kind of snap or I'd find, I'd be, you know, there'd just be something that would agitate me. Yeah. And that doesn't help either. So the answer isn't necessarily to always give each other this even support. Yeah. Sometimes there's going to be unevenness in your relationship and this is a very big time for that, you know, where one of you, and it's not even really uneven if you think about it, Mm. you're getting poked and nudged and you're, you know, you're going through so much stuff. So that's that's feels uneven at the time, but it's... It's fucking not. And I have to keep telling myself the things I've sacrificed over the year and a half mm. for us to have a baby, you mm. know, mm. And, and I have to keep telling myself that I have not just been not on my A game in other parts of my life yeah, because I've just been a bit tired. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to really work very hard at reminding myself that this journey has taken its toll on me. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. That's relationships, you know. It's, it's going to be very rare that you're both on the same page and up and having a great time all the time. It's, it's about swings and roundabouts. And when one's down, the other one lifts the other one up. Mm. And vice versa, because it's going to come around. Those situations are going to kind of are going to come around in life for each of you. I still, I'll put in show notes as well. You can actually do a test, which is the five languages of love, mm. and there's a way for you to figure out how you, as an individual, best receive love and how you give best give it. Yeah. The interesting part about that scenario is that your partner may receive love differently to how you give yeah, and may give love differently to how you want to receive. Yeah. And this is a really big hot topic in our house at the moment. Yeah. Because, look, we are talking tonight about how to support each other, but it is a long game Mm. and it's an ongoing one and one that uh, we've been married officially for one year, like basically this week. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers, hubbin. Um, and and we are in the thick of really trying to sort that out. And at the moment, we're not sorting anything out because there's a lot of stubbornness going on in yeah. this particular relationship. Yeah, yeah. I.e. that there's certain things I need from you mm-hmm. when I'm in a panicky kind of heated moment and you are yet to figure out how to give them to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, do you feel vice versa? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. that's, I wanted to add that before. Um, it makes it sound like I'm sitting here saying all these things and this is how you do this stuff and I've got it all sorted. And that is just not the case. No. Because, you know, I'm talking about before about taking yourself out of equations and putting yourself in your partner's shoes. But I quite often get defensive and I'm like, what the fuck? What about me? Mm. You know, I'm mm. fucking beaten up in this situation as mm. well. I need some love. I need some TLC, all that mm. stuff. But you learn to to pull yourself out of the equation and it's not going to work every time. And I think you've learned more how to pull yourself out 
the next step for us to work out is how to actually then be there for the other person. Mm. So it's kind of like you learn how to pull yourself out of the defense thing, Mm. which is step one. Mm. And then step two is how do I offer a service or something to my partner to make them feel better? Not yeah. just not just get to this kind of even playing field where I'm not mad at them. Yeah, yeah. What can I do to try and alleviate their stress? Yeah, yeah. We're still trying to figure that part out. Yeah. I think we've figured out how to try not to trigger each other and assume that the other isn't trying to fuck the other over. Like, yeah, yeah. And look, this might sound crazy for some of you that have been in a relationship for a long time. We haven't been together for that long, so yeah. it's us figuring that out. But. Um, but I think the next step is there's been a few things I've been able to identify, which was such a big step for me to be able to say mm-hmm. when I get panicky or if I'm in like a bit of a feisty kind of mood and there looks like there could be a fight, all I need is physical touch. Like it yeah. just absolutely calms me right down. And we're yet to get to a point where you'll come anywhere near me when I'm in that place. But I think, but I think that's place. the opposites as well. I was just thinking that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very hard. I'm like, I'm like, hang on, I've told him. He's not walking towards me. Yeah. I'm still angry. Yeah. It's hard because we're in, we're truly trying to learn like guinea pigs. But I think for us, it's a real, it's a real chain reaction of events. It's, it's quite tricky because your love language that you receive is action. The one that I receive is language. Mm. When you get angry, mm-hmm. you use language and words like a weapon. Yeah. And then that makes me retreat yeah. by nature. Yeah. And I retreat. So then I withhold the action and the coming towards you as by a, nature. But also as a bit of a um a bit of armor. Yeah. So it gets nasty. Yeah, yeah, it gets nasty. Yeah, because it's like I've pulled out words mm. which are nasty mm. and then for you to be nasty back, you've withheld yeah, but I'm touch. not doing that on purpose. It's not me going, oh, sometimes, she, she well, needs touch, so I'm going to retreat that. It's just me I, retreating. But sometimes I think you're aware that you could make a move and you don't. Probably, yeah. Yeah, fucking for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. for sure. So now it's at a point where I'm like, I really just need a hug. Yeah. But I'm getting quite frustrated at feeling like I also... I do, And I felt like this through the fertility process... I've felt quite frustrated at constantly being the driver of things. Mm. And look, my best mate said to me the other day, and I don't know if this is like people will roll their eyes and we don't have that many stereotype gender cliches in this house, Mm. but I think this may be one that we will fall under. Maybe it's not like this at your house, but it probably is where she just kind of said, you better get used to that. It's yeah. a lifelong job yeah. where you are the director of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You essentially will be the first person to suggest something, mm. the first person to suggest this, the first person to make a move here. Mm. You are essentially the driver. Yeah. And that made me a little bit mad, <laughs> but yeah. it also, I guess, was just the way that it looks like it may be. Yeah. You're just a bit more passive. I'm a bit more of a go-getter. Yeah. And I want to get to the bottom of things much quicker. That's true. She's a bit the same and her husband's a bit the same from that end. Mm. And you guys are pretty different when I'm Mm. thinking. You probably know which friends I'm talking about. Mm. But you guys are pretty different. But in that regard, there's a very similar. And we're we're quite similar women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that end. But it is frustrating because you do want to take a passenger seat sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that could be a way that I suppose support could come. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. all could happen. But I guess on the flip side of that, you also have to like not wish for support that is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you've got to have patience for one another. Sorry, I was just trying to catch a fly. I was like, you're this very is distracted of, tonight. Middle of winter. I'm, quite, I'm actually quite distracted in life at the moment. I found in the last couple of weeks, really? I'm quite distracted. Like, I, like I, I find myself like, uh, like looking around. I feel like a kid. Maybe you're like turning into me. Who's got a short attention span? That's me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like video games. My, my video game childhood has come back to bite me on the ass. Or you're on your phone a lot. Oh, my, I am on my phone a lot. Yeah. You have been. Yeah. yeah but anyway, think- let's just go back to that. There was a mosquito Ugh. that was flying around. I just caught it. Um, because I'm like Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid. <laughs> um, and it's the middle of winter. There it is. I didn't catch it. I lied. Ben. Sorry. It's... Distracted. 
It's not a mosquito anyway. Uh, whatever it is. Some it's like a little fruit fly. Or pantry fly, yeah. yeah it's How did it's, it get into the office? It's all up over the grill oh. of that cake <laughs> that's been sitting on your desk for like three days. One day, three Ben. Days. One day. One day. I bought it when I went to get your anniversary present. Oh, okay. Thank you. Cool. Two days. Two days. Yeah. So stick it up your jumper. <laughs> My mum would say that all the time. Stick it up your jumper. At the footage. Yeah, <laughs> stick, right. it up, stick it up your jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tykes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else do we have to add before we wrap up? We've got just – let's just cover one more thing each. Mm-hmm. And so, then how we'll, do you, wait, so how do you think you're there, you're there for me? How do I think I'm there for you or how mm. I, do you think I don't? I, how have you been there for me? Um, early days, I really tried to understand that I thought I did think you would change over time, but you can be an incredibly retreating person. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of grief and a lot of emotional kind of roller coaster stuff. And I guess. I tried in my own way to give you space at times where you just needed to not talk about things. And as mm. much as I would talk about a lot, I tried to keep it that I would just talk about what I needed to mm. and not demand that I got out of you what you needed mm. to express, that yeah. I that you I would just trust that you would do that in your own time or find a way to do that yourself. Yeah which is very hard for me to do because it's hard when you're wondering what your partner's thinking all the time. Yeah. Um, And I've definitely lost patience with that on other issues more recently, but I think it's probably the right time for me to demand that from you a little bit more now. Mm. But back then, particularly for like last year, I remember after our miscarriage that we dealt with things so differently. Um, The other way I think I've supported, which is probably a little bit of a backhanded compliment but I guess for me, I've understood that through this time, I probably put too much pressure on you being too many roles in my life. Mm. And I, I guess I tried to support you to alleviate too much pressure mm. from you having to be the everything in my life. Yeah, okay. And I know that sounds like it was probably more for me than you, but I guess at one point, you were playing all of my roles, like working with me, being my best friend, being my husband. And, you know, Mm. it was just, it wasn't fair to you. And so I guess I identified that and tried to change it pretty quickly. Yeah. As soon as I realized it was happening and just being really, really patient and open to your exercise because it (laughs) becomes pretty consuming in our house. So just trying to be as supportive as I could Mm. to allow you, not that you need my permission, but you know what I mean, just Mm. to be like on a Sunday morning where I'd like to lay in bed and have sex Mm. or just get a coffee and, Mm. you know, chill out, I would shut my mouth and just if you went for a run, you went for a run. Like you don't get to have everything your way. Mm. But Um, I think think that's another thing that's gone back to you and it might sound like a cop-out because it is somewhat selfish, but it also has a, you know, it is a double-edged sword in that keeping... Keeping fit, keeping up meditation, keeping up all those practices that are making me feel better and stronger and sharper and calmer and more within my body are things that I feel like give back at the same time. I agree. Mm. I just think with you, you have to be careful that you don't retreat into them too much. Like I think you get a hobby or you get a thing Mm. and if it requires you to really not have to speak to be on your own, (laughs) you'll get quite obsessed with it. I do like alone time. You like that solitude, which I think is great, but Mm. there's a fine line with you, Ben. Like Mm. there's a fine line where you'll go to that rather than address things. Mm. Mm. And so I think... Yeah, you have to watch it. But I, mm. I agree with you. I think it does give back to our relationship and yeah. to us. But it, it's at times it was, you know, it was every day and every morning and there wouldn't mm. be any kind of intimacy for a bit, you know, mm. where intimacy was something I had to kind of schedule in for us because yeah, you were true. so quick to just move away from me and move yeah. away from the home in the moments we could be intimate. Yeah. So that I've learned was, to do that a lot more. That was a I'm, bit rejecty for yeah. me at times. I was definitely, I was definitely a much more of a and retreater. And still can be. <laughs> We're talking yeah. like it's the past. Yeah, I am definitely much more of a. Sorry, I definitely was much more of a retreater 
than before we got to when before we got together. Mm. And then now I've learned that I can't do that. I can't just keep retreating. I need to show up. Yeah, and we had a really big breakthrough on Sunday, only two days ago. That's still kind of un, you know, unfolding. And and that's all things to do with, um, with your prostate cancer and mm. things still going on, still going through with our sex life, still going yeah. through around this fertility stuff. That's you know, we share and we have been sharing a lot more publicly with mm. this podcast, but also with other stories. We mm. did a story for ABC Life. Um, you can check it out on the website, stacyjune.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've done, you know, an interview off the back of that. We've got a couple more interviews. There's other charities mm. that are interested talking to us. There's lots that are happening. But the reality is we've still got a life that we're trying to do of the repercussions of that disease and what's yeah. happened to us. And, you know, even Sunday we, like I was saying, we had a pretty big breakthrough with some stuff we'd been working on yeah. or I felt like we've been working on for a year. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, directly to do with you retreating and not yeah. retreating and then how yeah. we can best get to a place where, I mean, you can tell the story. We don't have to go into detail, but mm. like where you can not be honest, really, yeah. be honest yeah. with parts of yourself that you – are shy about mm. and embarrassed about mm. really mm. yeah i think i think that's that's still something that i'm you know coming to to be comfortable with is being exposed and being raw and authentic in my true self uh to you particularly around this and mm. this is you know going back to having my prostate removed and having prostate cancer and having my prostate removed you can listen back to the i don't know it's episode two or something yeah I think it might be one or two, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called cancer and infertility or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, that in that time for a man, that's a very can be a very emasculating experience. Mm. And I think I, after that, um, like you know, just straight up. So you have surgery for prostate cancer. Um, these days, you have nerve sparing surgery. The the nerves that control your sexual function are wrapped around your prostate. Um, but these days they can, you know, they can spare those. Um, but yeah, my surgery had effects where it took a long, and so sparing those and the erections come back, but my surgery had a, had an effect where, uh, had to have some of those removed and my function took a, a, a long while to come back. Mm. So in that, in that process, like I said, that's very emasculating. I, I think you just... In the in, in it took took nearly a full year for that to come back. I think that I painted over that quite a lot. Mm. So and just kept painting over it, kept painting over it, and kept pretending that I was like a normal man and that you know um, nothing was wrong. So that when you know you get to a point and there are you know there are differences um, in the way that you function. Um, and I think I had a real realisation on Sunday that I was really honest with myself and went, okay, shit, I've been doing this for eight years mm. where, I've, where I've been, you know, painting over it and pretending that I was, you know, just like every other bloke. Um, and, you know, yeah, because I have never seen the differences to be really crazy dramatic. They've obviously mm. put, taken their toll on our relationship, we do do have to do things differently at times, mm. and spontaneity isn't always something we have yeah. the luxury of. Yeah. But in terms of basically, God, there hasn't really been anything. I've had the best sex of my life, <laughs> so there's and that was straight up. You yeah. know, there wasn't like this weirdness, and you were kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know, I've had prostate cancer. Like mm-hmm. we just had normal, great, passionate, crazy sex yeah. for like the first nine months of our relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's been a real roller coaster because yeah. that obviously goes up and down. And like most dudes, it goes up and down with your moods. Like most mm. women, it goes mm. up and down with your moods. But I think the interesting thing is because we have, you have had it fairly normal esque, mm. there are little mini parts or prickly parts that I think you have painted over to say there is no difference. Yeah. So you kind of went. This is my old life. This was the really quite horrific time. Now I'm back to my old life again. Yeah. And there, there's almost been a bit of a denial as to the fact that things did actually change. Yeah. And whilst they might not be as bad as you feared, nowhere near fucking no. as bad as they feared, 
in fact, better than you probably ever thought they were going Absolutely, to be, yeah, yeah. they still are different. Yeah. And I think there's probably just some, I guess, retreating from mm. that, going back to that retreating point mm. that, you know, you've had a breakthrough. So my point to bring that up was, mm. um, and I hope you're all right with me bringing it up, yeah. was more just about the fact that we're still re- working through these things. And I, I, I wrote a post on my Instagram the other week that, um, you know, I had a really big moment a couple of weeks ago where I realised I was pretty bad at relationships, mm. um, that I'm very good at talking to people about how to achieve them mm. and how to work on yourself and how to build independence mm. and how to build self-care for yourself and that independence. Um, but I am yet to learn the lessons I feel like I truly am here to learn about being a really loving, constructive kind partner as much yeah. as I possibly can all the time. And I know that's not possible all the time, Yeah. but I also just had to have a moment where I went, ah, oh, the self-care coach and the broadcaster that has all the words and the, you know, spiritual chick that's got the answers on everyone's life's problems mm. doesn't have all the answers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also a really big moment for me. So... Mm. You know, we're breaking through all kinds of stuff, mm. not just oh. fertility, but within our relationship. Yeah. And yeah. I think probably by doing that, um, we're only going to be able to build better support networks for each other mm. by being, by continuing to just try and be as honest and, and raw as we can. Yeah. And honestly, I've felt a real shift in me in having this conversation that we're having right now. And that's not to say this is just because of this conversation. It's been a real build up, but yeah. It's been, you know, sharing this story, like you said, with the with the ABC Life article, um, and we'll talking. We'll put the link in show notes too, if you yeah. want to read it. It's brilliant. And talking more about it um, because we want to share with others, so that others feel less alone, and they, you know, they don't feel so different. Um, that there are others out there that have that have gone through the same thing, and it's okay to talk about it. Not just okay, but pretty much necessary. But in that process, it's really kind of helped me feel more comfortable being being vulnerable and sunday yesterday was uncomfortable but this slow process of 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 the effect of that of being vulnerable and being open and seeing that i'm still accepted and loved um is really starting to seep in well that's good i'm Mm. really glad yeah so glad to hear that because it's hard as a partner sometimes when you feel like you're you're you, you're immersing and radiating as much love as you possibly can let out of your body mm. for some for me to let you know that I love you exactly as you are exactly mm. there's without the prostate cancer there is no us you would not we would not have met all those things it's yeah. impossible for me to have you in my life without all that stuff so yeah. it's like I don't wish a away any of it i never wish i wish i just met ben and he you know had normal sperm i've never once thought that i've never ever ever once thought that ever i've had frustrated times but i've never thought i wanted things to be different but there's only so much you can tell someone you love Mm. that they Mm. have to believe it themselves yeah 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 it takes me a long while yeah for things to see it's just quite natural it's that retreating thing right like you don't just retreat from others but you probably retreat from from stuff yeah Yeah, yeah. bits prickly bits anyway um but yeah we have been sharing a lot more publicly well (laughs) this is pretty public i mean like on other channels not our own in a a more wider reaching platform yeah they've been huge um so if you haven't checked out the story on uh, that abc life did you can. I will put up the interview we did with News Brecky as well. Mm. Um, we're going to be on Studio 10 in a couple of weeks. We just want to be able to speak on behalf of you guys and we hope that you're encouraging and you are, you know, you're kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, proud of what we're doing on behalf of all of us, yeah. I think, is really what this is about for me, you know, is being able to be a really fair, considered voice Mm. in a process and a time Mm. that is the in-between bit, you know, and... um, We want others to get... We want you guys... I say others, but we're talking to you. Yeah. We want you guys to get energy from that too. Yeah, and I think we've had that a bit. Like when I've said, share the video with your loved ones because it might not be 
that you want to necessarily tell everyone about your story. Mm-hmm. So share ours yeah. if you want. And yeah. if you want more people around you to understand what you're going through without having to be the person sharing everything. Do it through us. Yeah, we're happy to do that. That's what yeah. we do. Um, that's what I've always done for a living now. That's what Ben does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, that's okay. We're happy to be the beacons mm. for that. We yeah. make sure that we watch ourselves and be very mindful of, of kind of what we share. Yeah. So you don't have to worry from that end. We've got our own backs when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Next week will be our last episode of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, these will live here forever and ever. And it will be a big question that we had to ask ourselves, which really changed the game for us yeah. in terms of thinking about becoming parents. Yeah. Um, and I think it is a question that made me feel quite sick and very uncomfortable for a bit of time. Yeah. But it is a question that we, I think, encourage everybody to consider. Mm. Um, and that's how we'll wrap up. <laughs> it's so kind of morbid, actually, but we'll yeah. get to that next week. And we promise it will be up next week. I know that it's, these have been inconsistent. But like I said, we've really tried every step of the way to go. Do we genuinely feel like talking about this stuff tonight is going to be best for us and it hasn't always been a yes. So um, it's been, yeah, the episodes have gone up when we can do them Yeah. Um, Yeah. from a schedule perspective but also an emotional perspective. Absolutely, we need to protect ourselves. Yeah, but we will be doing a season two, so don't worry, and it'll be different. It'll be more stories and and different things and we'll explain a little bit more next week on what our plans are for that. Absolutely. Um, If you want to get in touch, you can email us at podcast at stacyjune.com. You can find both of us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Stacey June. What's your handle, Benny? Benno Jancola. Yep. And, um, and you can also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes if you so wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's the best way to support us at this place um, and at this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bijou Podcasts, the home of Taboo Conversations. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.